You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. The text before us today is very obvious that God is dealing with proud people, arrogant people, and humble people. In fact, he mentions that word humble several times, mentions the word proud and boasting several times. My life, like you, I've witnessed and I've been part of being the proud person. I have nothing to be proud of. My pride is not like other people's pride. Some people are proud where they lift their head up and boast how great they are. I've always, and it's pride. It's just as bad as that person. I've always struggled with the other side. That why would God want to ever use someone like me? And that's pride too. Because God has equipped all of us for tasks to do. I've preached some messages and I go back and I think, boy, I really did a bad job. And I can get absorbed with that. That's pride. Because apparently, though a heart wants to be so right with God, I want to do this for Him. But when I'm analyzing me all the time, and when I'm listening for, you know, how was it? I, I can recall, and I've told you this before, I was insecure, probably still very insecure, who knows. But I was so insecure as a young preacher, and I had no a natural talent toward this or ability other than God called me. And I'd only preached three times when we came here so many years ago. But I'd ask my wife, because her dad was such a great student of the Bible, such a great man of God. I'd say, honey, was there, was there good meat to that message? And she'd say, oh yeah, there was good meat to that, good meat. And one day I said, did you say, and that's just pride asking your wife, come on, get alive, Jack. But nonetheless, I did, you know, insecure, I guess, I don't know. But I, um, I said, was there meat to that message today? She said, honey, it was chucked full of baloney. So <laughs> I, I stopped asking her after that one right there. I don't know. All of us, I don't care who you are, we all face pride. It could be in this extreme how talented I am, how gifted I am, how, what a great person I am, and my abilities musically, and my abilities in speaking, and my brains, and my intellect, and my athletic ability, and I'm just, I'm ready the whole team. I, I, I mean, they depend on me. I'm the man. Or it could be the opposite. It's just pride, too. I'm nothing. I'm worthless. I'm a bum. All of us fight pride. And you have a choice. Either God can humble you and me, or we can humble ourselves. But God always humbles. That's why he says, humble yourselves in 1 Peter chapter 5 and James chapter 4 or 5. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he'll exalt, exalt you in due season. It's God's job to do what he wants to do, but I need to humble myself. What, what, is, what is pride? 
Pride is lifting up oneself. Or the opposite, you say, well, what do you mean? Pride is not thinking low of yourself or thinking high of yourself. Uh, uh, Humility is not thinking low or thinking high. Humility is not thinking of yourself. When we have to dominate the conversations about me, that's pride. When we have to act so important as the pastor of the church, that's pride. God says the pastor of the church is to wait on people and assist people and care for people and love people. Not having people wait on us. Not having people do for us. A shepherd doesn't have the sheep give to him. The shepherd gives to the sheep. The shepherd lays in the doorway to protect the sheep from wild animals and prey that can come in. The shepherd lives for the sheep. And I think sometimes we, we think even the ministry, they're live for me. You watch and give it a lifetime. Watch 20 years from now and 30 years from now and 40 years from now. The God that God, the man that God is using in our colleges, uh, our college here. You just watch. The man that God is going to use is a man who is not degrading himself or lifting himself. But a, a man that loves God and serves mankind. This text, uh, these, these evil people were out of control. The Bible says, verse 2, the wicked in his pride does persecute the poor. I have not watched the news since last November, but I hear enough of the news. And somebody was telling me, I guess, apparently, that now that the governor won this election, he says, here's what I'm going to do. And he began to list all the things he was going to do to the people that had already began to act on it this week, the people that were against him. That's not a public servant. That is communism. Our liberty is a republic where 51% of the nation does not squash the other 49%. A mayor of a city should be calling all the businesses and stopping by during almost two years, coming up on two years next March of COVID and checking, how are you doing? The pastor should be doing the same. Everywhere I go, I ask, how's the business? How are things going? I try to give large, my wife does as well, large, large tips. Because many of these business owners are suffering. I still have a salary. It is not unheard of for my wife and I, 10%, no, 30, 40% tip often. Why? Because those folks are struggling. A governor should be checking on the churches. How are the churches doing? He's not a churchgoer, but he should be checking. The president should be checking on people, all races, all colors, all creeds, all individuals. We are Americans here. But pride says, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to get, <laughs> it's an amazing thing. I've been in Daniel the last couple of days. And Nebuchadnezzar said, I'm doing it my way. And God says, you are going to the field to live with the, the animals uh, grazing on the grass for the next seven years. And guess where he went? To the field. Why? My Bible says, because his pride. He had a boy, and his boy followed in his path immediately and began to hurt the subjects he was ruling. And immediately God says, uh, it's over, buddy. God's keeping score of all this stuff. 
God resisteth the proud. And it's easy to see a pride in a mayor or a governor or a president, but not them is my concern. It's me and it's God's people. God resists proud. Notice what he says here at verse number three, the wicked boasteth in his heart. Verse four, the wicked through pride of his countenance. And he says in verse six, I shall never be moved. You talk about arrogancy. He croucheth, verse 10, and humbleth himself to the poor. He acts like he's humble, but he's really put in a place in himself in a position where he can hurt the poor. Arise, O Lord, lift up thine hand, verse 12. Forget not the humble. Verse 17, the Lord hath heard the desire of the humble and will prepare uh, their heart. Thou wilt cause thine ear, ear to hear. Today, I want to speak to you and to me on this subject of pride. I'm not looking at you as old, you bad people. I've been praying as I've known I'm coming to this text for quite some time on this subject. God, I don't want to live a life of pride. And, and my life is so, we're all full of pride. I've got to have it my way. In your marriage, one of the conflicts you're having right now, and I hear of marriage problems that call this week again, and God bless you, I'm glad you call, but your marriage conflict is just pride. Put that, put that one that you call your wife or your husband, put them in the front of this church in a casket in your mind. And I know maybe some of your marriages are so bad, you say, that's what I'd like to have her, that's what I'd like to have her, but put them there and think of the loneliness as you see that, that, that casket lowered to the ground and think of that without that. So well, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just dump that one off and get another one. Well, if you don't have this one right, you're not gonna get the next one right. You will destroy your marriage through pride. I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win this thing. Well, you might win, but you're losing everything. I think of pride today in the Bible, in the Old Testament and New Testament, there's two Saul's. The Old Testament Saul, such a handsome man, started off so great and he ended so bad. And the New Testament Saul started off so bad and ended so good. I don't know where you're at in your life and what police records you have and what issues you have and how your first marriage fell apart, whatever the case is. But you know the wonderful thing is, things may have been wrong here, but you can get them right over here. And your heart condemns yourself, stop that. You resist the devil, but you don't resist God. My Bible says here uh, that, that, that God hates pride. These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are abomination, a proud look. God hates pride. No telling what God can do here. If the pastor, these pastors and the pastors of our church and the deacons and the ushers and the Sunday school teachers and the bus workers and the nursery workers and the security people and the husbands and wives and the teenagers and the young adults and the elders, if we just humble ourselves before God, I still believe that God could send a revival. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, it begins with humility of heart. God says, I'll hear. The problem is not the government. The problem is not God. The problem is God's people beginning in the pulpit. I've watched so many that started off such great Christians. 
I've heard them sing behind the pulpits of this church for 46 years and they started so well and they've ended so badly. I've watched preachers and I, I, have, I, I have just enormous amount of preachers that started off so well and the crowds would come and the churches were going and the buildings were being built and the buses were being added and I watched them fail so badly in life. You can always put it back to pride. A preeminent position, placing ourselves above others. But the Bible says, he that is chief among you, let him be servant. Isn't it interesting what the word pride, the middle letter is? Spell it with me, will you please? P-R-I-D-E. Isn't it amazing when you think of the word sin? Spell it please. S-I-N. It's always me. My it's a pride, it has to, I, I, I've been doing a study this week. I've been driving down the road, even writing notes. I'm thinking of all the words that begin with I, and I'm not saying the words are bad words like the word pit or the word tip, but I'm trying to think of every time I'm reading or seeing something and the middle word is I, I say, Lord, I need to pause for a minute this old stinking pride of mine. I was at a stoplight this past week and, and I was thinking about this word pride, the middle, and I thought about that middle light. Well, we know what stop means, that's red. We know what go means, but that middle word means Jack, take caution. And I've been trying to play with the stoplights in my mind this week. Every time I see a yellow light, go through it. I mean, I'm sorry, John. wait, 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 no, no, no. I'm trying to look at that and say, okay, you put that yellow light, light there as a reminder that Jack, the middle, you better slow down and take inventory about your life right now. Have I wounded anybody today? I wish that I could get this entire church and those that are listening to look at every stoplight that way. Now, I know you'll be making jokes out of it and fun and not badly, but it's just probably weird what I'm just saying. But I'm going to look at every yellow light from this time forward. And I've been trying to caution Jack, slow down. Don't be prideful towards your wife. Oh, I'm married way out of my league. Don't be prideful to the church. Oh, I have the best church in all the world. You've been so patient. I'm coming to you on the subject of pride today. My Bible, and I quote for you, Proverbs 6, but Proverbs would be a great book to look at sometime this week, maybe chapter 8, verse 13. Uh, the pride, the fear of the Lord is to hate pride. God always listed first these six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven abominations, a proud look, pride cometh, then cometh shame. You can count on it. If you're spending your marriage from pride, shame is coming. If you're spending your business through pride, shame is coming. If I'm spending the ministry from pride, shame is coming. If government is being led by pride and arrogancy, then shame is coming. Only by pride, 1310 Proverbs, only by pride cometh contention. So you're warring in the family against one another. What's bringing the contention? Your pride. Stop the pride. Die to self. No to pride. In the mouth of the foolish is pride. The Lord will destroy the house of the proud. Pride is an abomination to the Lord. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. The proud in heart is sin. 
Keep your mouth from troubles, he says to the proud. A proud heart stirreth up strife. The word of God says a man's pride shall bring him low. Take it to the bank. You can count on it. Pride will always destroy its own container. I was reading a few weeks ago in Isaiah chapter 2, and he begins to list all the pride of the children and of the women and of the men. And he lists them in the spiritual leadership. And God says, I'll bring your pride to destruction. By the time you get to chapter 39, he does. Jeremiah was calling out to his people, and God dealt with them because he said, it's pride. Obadiah, he says, you have pride in your, your midst. Ezekiel, there's pride. My Bible says that 1 Peter 5, that God, God resisteth the proud. Can you imagine getting God to resist you? I can draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh. Brother Fenera, if you'll stand right there, I love you so much that I have the privilege to be his father-in-law. And yesterday was your birthday. And he is God. And let's let him represent God. And I'm man. And I've got this pride. I can, I can slander people with my mouth. I can slander them on the internet. I can hurt people. I can be arrogant. I can bull over people. Come help me. He's not coming to help me. I need you, God. To me, it's frightening just standing here watching that. That God will not come to assist me. He can't. I'll let you be seated. Thank you. I want to ask you this question, and I won't be long today now. What pride, lofty spirit has entered into your life, and you're becoming destructive in all your human relationships of life? What is it? God says, I'm going to resist you. I can kneel and pray. I took some moments this morning in this auditorium praying at this altar. And I took some moments before anybody was here at this altar back here, this pulpit right here to pray. And I took time in my house this morning. I took time in my study just falling on my knees and begging out to God that God will never use me if I don't have this thing right in the area of pride. And I beg God all the time, Lord, show me. Let me give you a fast outline, I'm done. Satan's pride. Ezekiel 28, you don't need to turn there. I will be like the most high. I will exalt my throne. He gave the five eyes, it's all about me. That's why you honk the horn so fast. It's got to be about you. That car made you three seconds late. And I've done the same thing. I know what people are doing at the stoplight. When I see the car in front of me, their head is down, they're texting. And you know what that texter does? He gets through the yellow light and I get the next red light. 
it's so easy to get ticked off. I was walking down the sidewalk the other day and saw one of these women who should not have ever had a driver's license. Driving on the sidewalk. Well, no, 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 that's not true. That's you know, isn't it something how quickly we can lose it? Get upset, honk the horn. Uh, uh, Brother Isaac and his wife are from Korea, students here in the college, they're great. And I love Korea, I went the first time in 77. A Korean said to me years ago, if a Korean had a choice between a steering wheel and a horn, they take the horn. When I went to Korea, it doesn't mean I'm mad, it just means coming through. But there's only three lanes. Yeah, but we made it six. Coming through, honk, honk, I don't know if it's any different now. Isn't it easy to get yourself? Satan had a tremendous position near the throne of grace. That's why he still has opportunity to go because he accuses the brethren daily. Uh, Jesus, isn't that your son Jack down there? Look at him now. He accuses me before God. Satan, his sin. I, I see, you know, his Satan's sin. I see Sodom's sin. And America will wake up. It's our sin that's going to destroy us, our pride. Behold the, the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. What was Sodom's first sin according to Ezekiel 16, 49? Pride. I've never seen, till at an airport, I've never watched it. I've never seen a CNN in my life. I've never seen an MSNBC. I've never seen a, all these different channels. But, but, but you know what's happening? It seems like it's just, when I hear about it, it's full of pride. The news media full of pride. I don't know if there's such a thing as a truthful, honest news station out there. Maybe you know of one, I don't. She did not strengthen Sodom, the, the poor and the needy. She got so observe, absorbed with herself as Satan did, now Sodom does. And then the servants of God, pastors, oh dear pastors that are watching, and this one that's preaching, listen to yourself today, what the Bible says, God says that I cannot be a novice or a beginner, lest lift it up with pride. And then he follows that with a man that's desiring the money. You young preacher boys that are here, money should never be the question. I've worked as assistant pastor to two churches. And I've worked here. There's only three places I've been in the last 50 years. I never wanted to know how much money I was going to make. Ms. Treber and I came here and I made more money than she, but she made $25 a week. And together we made $8,000, $8,600 that first year. We had no insurance, we had no gasoline, nothing. That didn't bother me because I did not want to know what I was coming for. I never want money to be the issue of my ministry. And isn't it amazing? 
No, we don't own a cabin. No, we don't own an RV. No, and it's not wrong if you do. No, we don't own a boat. And we certainly don't know, own a fishing pole. <laughs> but you know, God's taking care of everything in our life. Amen. And He'll take care of you. Amen. We had a policy. I traveled for years, and God's people know it. You get a love offering. We decided that we were not going to get rich off those love offerings. I won, one year I traveled almost every year, every week somewhere. And churches gave me enormous love offerings because I said, you don't give it to me, you make it to the church. We're trying to build this building. And this never happens like this, so don't get excited. A love offering's not this way. But Brother Bobby Robertson said this church... He's looking for folks to give $10,000, not, not out traveling. He and his wife have, I know that. Let's give him a $10,000 love offering this week. I wish I went to told him that. Yes, I do. I don't want money to be the issue. I've been to so many churches, I'm not a great hero, but I've seen the pastor and his wife struggling. I think at one church I went to, and the pastor, he, he dropped me off at the hotel. I said, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm going to work. And he said, I'm cleaning flus in the restaurants around here as we're trying to get this. Well, good. Now, I'm not taking a love offering from them. But we always made it that this, what we had was for people or for this church. And if you want to go back and ask the business manager about tithe and how it's been given, I, I don't want to amass wealth to myself. I want to be a funnel of blessing. My wife the same. I've never told that or illustrated, and now being condemned in my heart that maybe I should have told it because that's maybe pride. I'm saying today that Satan had pride and Sodom had pride and servants of God, you cannot be governed by money or self-will or pride. You'll destroy what God, and then the church is going to be weakened and people will say how bad Christianity is. I think today of how the saints of God if we're not covered, careful or covered by pride, and I, I have illustrations, I won't take time for that. And I'll skip over this. You know, when we have pride, we hold on to our anger. Anger is nothing more than pride. We hang on to that bitterness. That's pride. I didn't get what I deserved. I don't like what I got. When carnality, that's, that, that's carnality is pride. Deceit is pride. Envy is pride. Fear is pride. Frustration with people is pride. Gossip is pride. Ill will is pride. Hatred is pride. Jealousy is pride. Lust is pride. Money going after they that will be rich. Not money itself, but the whole desire is money. That's pride. It's going to get you. It will always get you. Nasty living is pride. I want to say today that, that only you can deal with pride and we humble ourselves, humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. I was in North Carolina, as I mentioned this week, for one night. I came back and I thought about this illustration that I know of back in the days of wagons on the fields. And an old man in North Carolina and his wife they had up in the hills, 
they actually called them mountain, but the hills and the mountains, they, they had a plot of ground. They called it thin soil. It wasn't really good soil. But it was enough fellas to plant a crop and sell some of the crops and earn a living. They were poor, 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 lived in a cabin. They had one son. And that boy, that boy was so brilliant. They saw it early in life. And the old farmer said to his precious little wife, one of those little wives that had an apron and maybe just an outfit, maybe two, but just clean, but no clothes. And the old farmer had the old bib overalls and they were all sewn up, but just, just old and old shoes. They weren't rich. And, and he came to his wife and said, Honey, our, our boy is brilliant. I think he was six or seven at the time, just a little guy. He said, Very brilliant. I wonder over the next many years if you and I could live even more frugal than we are. I wonder if we can sacrifice. Though we're poor, I want that boy to have an education of a millionaire. And that was an honest desire. And he told his boy that they were saving money and they were going to show thrift. That boy graduated from high school and he was accepted at the university because of his great intellect. He loved his mother and dad so much and they loved him. He went off to the university. He would write his dad and mother and dad would read those letters when they'd come, just read it. He'd weep, I miss my boy so much. I just miss my boy. I want to see my boy. And he said to his wife, honey, she could not go, but he goes, I, I, I've got to load the wagon this afternoon and get it ready. And early, early in the morning, long before sunrise, I want to get up and get in the wagon and start the trek. It'll take me all day to get to the university. I just got to see him. But if I can see him and talk to him, my heart is breaking. I miss him so much. She said, if I, he said, if I could just go see him and I'll turn around, I'll have to wagon through the night. I know I'll sleep on the side, wayside of the road. And he went. And he saw those beautiful streets for the first time, those cobble streets from where they were. They had nothing like that. And sidewalks. And he came around the corner with his team of horses and little wagon, dressed in his old clothing. And he saw his boy. He was so excited. R.A. Torrey, the great preacher that tells this story, said this. When he saw his boy, he could hardly stop. His heart was going to jump out of his chest, he thought. He pulled over, and all of a sudden, his boy, and he saw him. He was walking with two of his friends, and he ran to him, kind of old as he ran, in those old bib overalls. And he said, my son! Oh, son! And he began to hug his son. I missed you so much! And that boy said these words, and it's truthful. Old man, you must be mistaken. <laughs> In front of his friends, I'm not your son. What are you thinking? But you have a good day. And he rejected his own father that was paying his way. Ari Tori said that that dad got in that wagon and wept. He couldn't take it. He drove through the night, and then he'd stop and just sit on the side of the road, wayside there. He got home. He said that man lived a very short life thereafter. He literally died of a broken heart. 
Why would that boy reject his dad? He was embarrassed with his dad. It's called pride. And you know, when I have pride, I hurt other people. I'm old enough now. I've always wanted to live this way, but I, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to live my life that way where I hurt a little, hurt a little child because I can't take time for them. I, I, I hurt a teenager. I hurt a college-age student. I hurt somebody on my staff or the church or another pastor. I can't. I don't want to, I don't want to get to this part of my journey and end it that way. I don't want to get to the point where I'm a little grump. I don't want to get to this point in talking about me. I'm not good at it, but I try without people knowing it. We start talking, they ask me, I try to turn the question quickly upon them. I don't have much to talk about. I'm not trying to be hum, uh, hum, with humility. But I'm finding a lot of people have things to talk about. I want to hear it. Lord, I love these people so much. I've tried to walk humbly before thee, but I, I wish I had redo days. Even being the pastor of this church. God, I don't want to come to this point in my life just arrogant and prideful and self-willed and demanding my way. I, I want to do my best to live for others. I know there'll be betrayal and there'll be heartache and there'll be wounds. I know that. That's not on my watch. That's not on my plate. I'm to love my enemies, be good to them that hate me. I'm to be kind to everyone in life. I'm to be a pastor, a shepherd. I had such good pastors. I know my brother-in-law is here. I've said it so often since they've been here. My, my pastor, his dad was such a good man. A sweet mother. I wasn't served out of pride. They were servants, especially to us young people. Help that wife and that, that mother and that husband and that father that's really struggling. May they inter take inventory. It may be pride that's destroying everything. If you're here without Christ, pride will say, I'm not going to get saved. I'm going to do it my way. Oh, no, do it God's way. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.